When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Key, I know you're well-rested, having gotten uh, over two hours sleep last night. <laughs> That's... <laughs> you know... Mm. Yeah, I uh, sound like Max Kellerman. <laughs> what? I mean, you had to. Uh, you, Man, you, Jay, I was talking all day yesterday. I know, Think dog. I saw it. you Just, on the tube. And with, he had, you getting up in the middle of the night, like midnight, right? Like, what time are you getting up? Because you well, had to go to. I was up at one thirty. Well, I, my alarm went off at one thirty. I was probably up at like one ten after one. I popped up or whatever. You know, you know that one, Jay. <laughs> oh, where where am I? Where am I? <laughs> it's really dark in here. Wipe the where mouth. am I? What time yeah, did you finally get into bed, Key? <laughs> I got uh, in probably at. I, I, I feel like I got in around ten ish. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I had to we, eat. I had to eat, man. I was starving. I couldn't. I couldn't eat and watch. The draft because I'm not eating all the food. He's a food snob. Food. No, yeah, he's I a am. food. Yeah, he's a food yeah, I had snob. to get the, you know, I wind up having zucchini, spaghetti, you know, and, you know, some yeah, good yeah. stuff. Hey, you talking about when you wipe that drool off your face and it's still warm? He's like, oh, what? oh my, oh my. No, my drool wasn't warm. It was dry. It was dry. <laughs> it, had, it had dried up. <laughs> you ever you ever do that thing where you dream that you're getting in the sh- you're, you're in bed you, you and your mind tricks you like you're in the shower and you're like oh wait a minute no I'm not in I the shower like, I'm still like, in bed I feel like that happens all like look this job is one of the best jobs ever we're talking about sports for a living yeah beats but working like, for a living staying up late night to watch games like when you're really into it or like kid doing the draft yeah and then that turnaround to come back and then like all of a sudden like be on like it's like just when you go into your room sleep, it's time to get up. Poor like, us. Yeah. Oh, poor us. I got four with us. I got four with us. I got two with Stephen A. Ooh. And then I got two with our NFL Live crew. I got eight straight, baby. Damn. So let's go. I got these four. All right, hold on. Let's match it up. I got these four. Uh-huh. Then I then then I got this just in. Wait a minute. I got to prep. I got to write scripts. I got to do all kinds of stuff. And as soon as that's over, I got to get ready for Max, Max Unboxing live weigh-in show today. At 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah. That's why you. That's why you that's max. Why you, though. That's why you're max. That's why you're max Kellerman. Oh yeah. So, as I said, it beats working for a living. Anyone out there listening, kids, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, when I want to grow up, I want to get into the sports media business, right? Don't let anyone ever tell you, oh, it's a lot of hard work. And this that's nonsense. This yeah. is beats. It is not a real job. Well, that Kyrie, is for sure. Long hours, but it's not a real job. Kyrie's trying to discourage. Well, speak for kids yourself, from man. Media. Oh, stop it, Key. You sit speak, there and get Speak key, for yourself. This is, this is Key's prep. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Here's the topic. And Key, what do you think? Uh, all right. This is what I think about it. Now I'm prepped. <laughs> Key's ready. He's always prepped. We're always prepped. This Let's get is it. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. <sighs> you see how hard that was for me? I had to read that whole line. All right, look. <laughs> Heavy lifting. A lot of speculation about if the Steelers would take a quarterback with the 20th pick, would they move up? Oh, you're going to have to get into the top six to get Malik Willis. Are they going to move up and grab him? They really like Malik Willis. Because early on, it was all about Kenny Pickett. Right? Oh, he's right there in Pittsburgh, and he doesn't even have to go anywhere. But 
What's his upside? Well, they took Pickett. And Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, was asked about it. Well, we circled the globe, or at least the United States here, um, the last several months, man, just, you know, exploring and researching. And it's funny, we, you know, ended up with the guy from next door. Um, uh, We're excited about it. Um, Just our, um, to be able to not only know what he's capable of, but to, you know, to, to see his process, his maturation process, his developmental process. It's just a great deal of comfort, and uh, we're excited. Right next door, like literally right next door. He can go out of one door and into the next and, and switch from being the Pitt Panther to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just that simple and easy. I'm a little shocked that they took Kitty Pickett, but I also understand why. I mean, they have familiarity with him. They see him every single day walk into the building. They had the advantage when they did the research and scouting because he's right there. You can, They share everything together, the practice field, the weight rooms. I mean, it's like it's a mirror image basically of one another, the university's football program as well as the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just thought they wanted a more dynamic playmaker and a guy like Malik Willis because of his ability to be able to run. Early on, Mike Tomlin talked about how he wanted a dynamic running style quarterback that can move around and do a lot of different things with his feet just in case he needed off-schedule plays and got in trouble. Malik Willis, on the other hand, didn't go yesterday. He'll go today, most likely, and they got the guy that they coveted, I would assume, all alone in Kenny Pickett, so they're pretty happy. You see, I, I, when, I, when I was watching that last night, the first thing I automatically thought about was Mitchell Trubisky. Like, all right, like you know what time it is. Like, competition is going to be good for everybody. Now, it, this whole thing that we had before about it being yours and, you know, you're going to be the successor to, you know, how, you know, everything Ben Roethlisberger did in Pittsburgh and this whole thing. Yeah, now the quarterback competition has gone up another notch. You know why? Because it's gone up in the division key. So now a guy like Kenny Pickett, he may have smaller hands, but I like him. I, that, that was something that you always heard last night. There's like the one caveat around Kenny Pickett. But I, I'm just wondering, Key, like the, if you're Mitchell Trubisky, do you feel a certain type of way this morning? No, because they they probably communicated with him the entire time and told him that they were going to select a quarterback in this year's draft, just didn't tell him it was going to be a first-rounder. But I'm sure he realized they were going to add depth to the position. Now, do I think Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than, than Kenny Pickett? I do, but that's just me. Uh-huh. Uh doesn't mean that because they selected Kenny Pickett that – all of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky is in the fight of his life, and he's going to be the backup, and they're going to start the rookie. Ron Wolf always said, general manager Ron Wolf, Hall of Fame-type general manager Ron Wolf, has always said, you take a quarterback every single year. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just basically stockpile your quarterbacks, and he did it for years in Green Bay. And I think that this is something that you see with Pittsburgh. You, you, you don't, there's not enough of them, period. Hey, you, Key, what does this mean to you? Kenny Pickett, who is – he's a mature quarterback, meaning he's not like – you know, he's older than some quarterbacks playing in the league. That's but good. I, but looking at his college career just, you know, since 18, right, because he started a lot of games. Turned the ball um, over a lot. Well, but look at this. 12 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 13 and 9, 13 and 9, and then he's coming off a 42 and 7 year. Like, I get it. You're getting older. You're getting reps and everything. But when you go from a guy who's about – two to one or less than two to one without a whole bunch of touchdowns and then you go to 42 and seven like how does that production jump like that 
Well, because you, you, you first of all, you, your game is slowed down for you in college. The college game is slowed down for you. You're better. You're a veteran. You know, you're fifth-year senior, four-year senior, something along those lines. You're going to – you should be better. Yeah, I mean, but you, I get it. But, Key, like Josh Allen, we talk about, job. you know – 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 20-something to 10, then 3 to 1, then 4. Like, there are steps, but this dude is, like, he's putting up the same kind of production. Eh? Okay, okay, okay. And all of a sudden, damn, one year. Like, a, like did a flip, a switch flip? I, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, it, it flipped. I just think that when you look at a guy's production, it has something to do with his growth. And I think that when you see things – over and over and over, and it repeats itself, you can self-evaluate and self-scout and not make the same mistakes that you were making early on in your career. Mm. Most guys, when they get to their junior and senior years, they're going to be better than their freshman and sophomore year. Just It's just the way it is. You should be. And if you're not, then you're probably not going to be in the first round. Sure. You know what I think? When is the last time there was only one quarterback selected in the first round? In a minute. I don't know. I saw the stats. I believe it was 2014 when EJ Manuel went to the Bills. I believe that's the last time. Wow. 2013. Yeah, and then also, by the way, in terms of his production, you know, he was a sophomore when he started. When he like he was, you know, playing a lot and coming up, and then as a junior. That was the COVID season, right? So that's going to reduce your production just because of circumstances, number of games played, stuff like that. So it's not like a year-over-year year kind of normal, smooth trajectory if you go back and look at it. I get it. But, damn, 42-7, and seven, you're like, he really, produ- like really produced. Malik Willis, meantime, still on the board. And yeah, the I mean, second I, that was actually 2013. What's that? 2013. Yeah, EJ Manuel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think before that, it was like 2000 when uh, Chad Pennington went – and uh, Tom Brady went in the sixth round. Wow. Oh, it's God. like once every ten no. years. You stop, Evan. <laughs> so Malik Willis, guys, is still there. Pickett went in the first to Pittsburgh. Malik Willis still hanging out. Second and third round coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio. Someone's going to get a quarterback that a lot of people thought was going to go top six, maybe as high as two. Day two coverage begins tonight. At 6 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Are the Packers going to get a wide out in the second round? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Key has that style. He has that freshness. That's all. Sports yeah. Illustrated. Key had a whole it. article about your draft suit and how it was ahead of its time. I'm like 180 pounds, and I got like a 5X on. <laughs> had my entire family outfitted. Were they all in the mm. suit with you, or they were in different suits? Because you have a big suit. You could fit a lot of people that's in that. About, hey, Max, that's about right. Did you see Jay's draft suit? Oh, yeah. I, yeah Jay's I had, I had waist a was the size of his daughter's. The rest of the pants were huge. The jacket was all the way down to his knees, and he didn't even have it made. Like it was that. a tuxedo, baby. That's the first time to party. It was unbelievable. Oh, they were out last night. They were out. I don't know what the Pearls hell he got on, man. With a low-cut T-shirt underneath and a, and a, and a sport coat. Key, yeah, I, I love the smell was. of new money, Key. I love the smell of new money. <laughs> well, you're saying these kids don't come from a long line of money. The way they're dressed, I figure they, <laughs> this is, uh, you know. This is old money. There's an acclimation the period, man. landed gentry. There's What's an that? acclimation period. It oh. takes a minute. By the Some way. Some of them dudes look like they got dressed in the dark, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let them live. Let them live. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Grade your team's first-round pick or picks. No Evans giving his Jets an A+. Plus. You got to. Plus, 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 plus. Pat likes what his Eagles did. Also an A+. Plus. 1600 on SAT is actually what he said on the text message. Yeah, I, I mean, I like what the Giants did, but uh, they just didn't mess it up. Like, let me wait and see, but nice. They did very well so far. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, you want to hear from Hakeem in Rhode Island? He got something to say. What's up, Hakeem? Hey, what's going on, guys? I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I'd say this. I'm losing my faith in Bill Belichick, man. I'm giving us a D minus. Mm. We had a chance to grab Nicole Dean in the first round. We go Cole Strange. The only thing strange about that is taking him in the first round. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's probably going to be great. But come on, man. I don't know what we're doing anymore. So mm. I, yeah, I he doesn't up. have a, a, an immaculate draft record, um, Belichick Key. He's missed on some draft there picks. You go. Yeah, there but he's go, hit Max. on some too. There you Max. go. Come on, you man. See, okay, wait. Did you see? Yeah. I, did you see Max's eyes key light up when he heard a key? He said, "Ooh, uh, let's be honest, though." No, come Ma- on. Max. He's hit on some. And yeah. look. I think it took everybody by surprise because the first thing they're looking at, they're looking at the school. They're looking at Chattanooga and like, what is this? They're not looking at an SEC school or nothing like that. They're looking at a small school. So they don't really know what this player is. And Bill probably worked him out himself. He's got plenty of film on him. He has something in his mind, idea-wise, what he wants to do with him. I don't – I don't have a problem with it. It's not a Key? it's not a splash, sexy pick like everybody wanted, but I don't have a problem with Key? it. Jay? I don't know where it is. The reason I bring it up about he doesn't have a perfect track record with the draft is because when Belichick drafts someone, my instinct is to think, oh, damn, he prob- he's probably really good. <laughs> you know, everyone's going to have their eyebrows raised, but he probably is a real good pick. I'm just pointing out that Hakeem is like, hey, I don't know what he's doing. Even if that's your instinct to think, yeah, they know something. The Patriots got this covered. They, he has straight up just missed on some picks in recent years and p- kind of high picks, too. Like, one of the reasons Brady took off, right? Let's be well, honest. I mean, he's missed just like everybody. You go yeah, point sure. to the misses. Thank you, Key. Well, go ahead, Jay. No, I'm just – the guy has won six Super Bowls, man. <laughs> he's won six Super Bowls. Yeah. Like, every GM misses on picks, Key. 
But the, the people who say that's Tom Brady. Right. That's, there's no answer to that. Because Brady's the got one without him. So how many without Tom oh, Brady? God. You, oh, one, my God. One, Max is, Jets is fan too out much. Here. And then I got a Jet fan. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, y'all beating me up on both sides. Heckle y'all just need Jekyll. to get to the playoffs, Evan. Y'all, get, y'all focus on getting to the playoffs. Same with the Giants. Focus on getting to the playoffs. So I'm a Jets fan, so I can't ask a serious, yep. like, legit No, question. because it comes no, from a biased a Jets place. Fan. No, it you doesn't. Know. It comes because- from fact. The fact is Tom Brady has one Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has zero without Tom Brady. That's that is true. a fact. You can't, that like, is a state it's, and it's, it's hard. Fact. It's hard to argue. It's, like, hard. It's a hard if one to wanna, answer. It, but, the, man, <laughs> first of so all. Funny, and he didn't have Tom Brady because he kept missing on draft picks. Oh, God, stop. They went to the damn playoffs the year Tom Brady left. Oh, my God. Be quiet. You guys are unbelievable. This is horrible. So this is horrible sports radio. You want to get into something else here, guys? <laughs> you want to get <laughs> Now that we, we were all over Belichick and Brady and all the, how about, let's, let's get on Aaron Rodgers now, okay? Can we turn our attention and That's familiar. Start, start, start uh, laying out some Aaron Rodgers cheese. Actually, that works in Green Bay. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, who's you didn't the, even know you were going to say that. This just naturally was, came out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Who's the Packers quarterback? In case you were uh, uninformed, was on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube, and was asked about the Devontae Adams move. Listen to this. It was a little surprising with Devontae. Um, obviously, when I made my decision, uh, I was still thinking he was going to come back. You know, I was I was very honest with him about my my plans and my future and where I saw you know my career going uh, as far as how many years I wanted to play but I, I felt like you know he was going to be back uh didn't obviously turn out that way but I have so much love for Tay and appreciate the time we spent together and and definitely wish him uh wish him the best with Derek in in uh in Vegas but that's a big hole to fill for sure yeah it certainly sounds like <laughs> Devontae Adams didn't like the conversation that he had with Aaron Rodgers about Aaron Rodgers's future because the Green Bay Packers wanted to keep him. They offered him more money than the Las Vegas Raiders, but he elected to go to the Raiders simply because he knows that Carr is going to be there. He knows the future with Carr. It's not this one foot in, one foot out. I don't know. I haven't decided. And that's hard to deal with because especially if you see yourself being somewhere for a long time and then all of a sudden you're messing around with another quarterback because your quarterback decided to do something different, so I, I can see why he would leave, though, because Aaron Rodgers did give a strong enough commitment to the Green Bay Packers and to Devontae Adams, it sounds like to me, and he took what Aaron Rodgers said and he made his decision. It just it, it feels like when, when all this stuff was happening and you know the history with Devontae Adams that they, ha- they didn't give him the bag the way he wanted it from the beginning, right? There was always this procrastination that felt like, oh, franchise tag him, franchise tag him. All this stuff. And then you you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who is jockeying for more power. Just hearing Aaron say that, Key, it makes me think like that relationship wasn't never that tight to begin with. No, or, it, or went down. It went it went wrong somewhere. I have a question right? for Aaron Rodgers. No, Key, you give me like a weird face, like No, I don't think I don't think I think he was I think he was up front with Devontae Adams based on me hearing what Aaron Rodgers is saying. I don't know this is fact, but just Saying he communicated with him where his his career is and where things are now, and Devontae, it feels like he didn't want – he's like, I, that's not for me. I want to be somewhere in a situation where I know the quarterback is going to be there so I don't have to worry about the wishy-washy. 
the Green Bay Packers offered him again more money than the Las Vegas Raiders gave him to stay in Green Bay. He elected to move back to move to Las Vegas, almost called it Oakland, but move to Las Vegas to play with his college teammate. So I have a question for both of you guys, and it's really for Aaron Rodgers, but he ain't here right now. When to me the biggest piece of news that came out of that, that, that but we still don't know the answer to it, is Aaron Rodgers said he told Devontae Adams what he was thinking in terms of his plans. Can we play the sound again? I want to play the Aaron Rodgers sound again. Listen to this, because I have a follow-up for Aaron Rodgers. It was a little surprising with Devontae. Um, obviously, when I made my decision, uh, I was still thinking he was going to come back. You know, I was I was very honest with him about my my plans and my future. And okay, where right I there. Saw- okay. I was very honest with him about my plans and my future, right, and where I saw myself. Okay, what what is it? Because you're going year to year right now. So if you're on, did you tell him something like, look, I got two more in me, one more in me, and that's why he took off? Max want to know. I do. Damn right. He's such a germ. But Max ain't the only one that wants to know. Every fan wants to know. That's not germ spreading. That's Aaron Rodgers germ spreading. (laughs) That's Aaron Rodgers going, here are the breadcrumbs. (laughs) I told Devontae Adams what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to tell you. So I'm going to keep you guessing next offseason, just like I did last offseason and the offseason before that. That's why there's more speculation, because then he says, I was surprised that Devontae didn't stay. Like that, that 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 word that operative word kind of caught me off guard. I was surprised. Like that's why that's why I started to question the relationship. Because if I have a conversation with Max or you, and I'm like, I I feel like I know you. We built a bond over time. I feel like I know what you're going to do. Especially if you're telling me your plan, your right. quote unquote plan. Like you would know but, what I was but, planning. But yes. two, two years isn't long enough for a guy like Devontae Adams. So if you are Aaron Rodgers and you're sharing with Devontae, oh, I'm going to play. One more year, maybe two. I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take it one year at a time. You're kind of leaving it vague and open. Devontae's going to decide to do what's best for him and his family. Yeah, but we're speculating on what that plan was, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what that – that's why it leads no, to don't. Max's question. What do you mean? But Aaron Rodgers ain't going to tell you, so why even try to find out? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you know who the happiest guy in the world is about that? Pat McAfee. <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers Winner. is going to talk about, I'm not germ spreading. I might be taking the cheese, but Aaron Rodgers is laying it down every week on Pat McAfee's show, and we eat it up. By the way, Key, I got another question for you at, at, off this, and I, I intimated it uh, earlier. What, so I noticed Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I know they ball no matter what. They're ballers. I get it. The fact that they played in college, they went out and got him as college receiver. They even got Trevor Lawrence as college running back. Now I'm seeing Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Now I'm seeing Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. What This does not, to my recollection, it was not a thing that used to happen in the NFL all the time, but it seems to me an increasing, like a trend where they're mm-hmm. giving the college quarterback his college wide out. What's well, going on? It, it it seemed that way, right? Because you got you got Tua and Waddle. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you have uh, the ones that you mentioned, but it just may be falling that way. I I don't think it's it just is a coincidence. Lot, though, Key. Seems know? like Take you're something with familiarity. Four, four or five four or five guys is, is with their college teammates. I mean, you know, it's 
But that's part just, of that might be that part of it might be because right you're getting input from your players and the dudes want to play together. Like oh, Derek yeah. Carr and Devontae want to play together. Well, Holly, Hollywood Brown was in the Oklahoma system, so he was in the air raid. Mm-hmm. So he's familiar with the air raid system. They probably looked at it and said, if we get Hollywood Brown, who understands this system, who played with Kyler Murray, he's a better fit for what we're doing than what the Baltimore Ravens are doing. And they, so they go out there and they get that guy. Can I bring it back to Green Bay for one second? Please. So then who's the number one wide out for Green Bay? Alan Lazard? You. <laughs> they got to get somebody. They ain't got nobody. I like, uh, granted, there are no wide receivers, it feels like, left. But on the board, it's like, once again, the Packers have not drafted a wide receiver. No, there's yeah. there's plenty of receivers that's left. Um See, I I'm think look- what was the number that went yesterday? Six in the first round? I'm looking, but who yeah, is, like, that's why the reason the I brought round. up Mechie Key is because I'm looking for guys with upside. You know, like someone who could be maybe spectacular, possibly, who you could get in the second or third. Yeah, Rom- he- he- Romeo Dobbs from Nevada. Look him up. Romeo Dobbs from Nevada is probably 6'2", 210 pounds. Mm-hmm. Can move. It's ridiculous. Like, he's he's ridiculous. He's a... He's a guy in that second to third round range that, you know, you sit there, he can return punts and stuff, that you sit back and you go, hmm, I like him. Now, among the three of us, we have one Super Bowl championship. It doesn't matter who won it. Let's not – who's counting? But but, but between the three of us, we have one Super Bowl championship. We're going to get the reaction of a two-time Super Bowl champion, Damian Woody, with us this morning. Morning, Wood. D. Wood, you there? I'm here. I'm here. There it is. You heard what we were just talking about, Aaron Rodgers. What is your reaction to Rodgers talking about? Matt, wait, wait, wait. It got taken by surprise. Wait. Oh, oh, never mind. I just want to make sure. Did you say morning, Wood? I did. His name is Damian Woody, said, and I said good morning. No, you said, you said something else. I, well. Yeah. Hey, phrasing. It was, I, it was awkward. Okay. It was awkward. Morning D Wood, is that better? That's better. Okay. That's better. All right. I, maybe sure. not, though. We're building. No, 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 no. Not morning D. Oh, it's go ahead. still awkward. All right. Okay. See, Jay's. All right, Damien. I'm a child. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Grow up, Jay. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Morning, Wood. What's going on, oh. man? <laughs> Nothing. D Wood, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Are you frozen, Wood? I think so. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Oh. I was just waiting for y'all. I was just waiting for y'all to get past what y'all was what y'all were talking about. Oh, but I, as far as, as Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Devontae Adams, yes, Aaron Rodgers being surprised by Devontae Adams. D Wood, what do you think? How in the world Aaron Rodgers can be surprised by Devontae Adams? Like you talking about the guy that's. Paid what fifty million dollars? What what like what would surprise him about anything as it relates to Devontae Adams? Like it doesn't make that only make any sense to me. Like this dude should be plugged in not only through the organization but Devontae Adams himself. Yeah, I mean you would you would think so. Um, Aaron Rodgers though expressly said, "Key, he was surprised. He didn't say." He wasn't. He was surprised, and he let he let Devontae Adams know his plans, and Devontae took off on him, Key. You know, yeah, that's true. So we had Dan Graziano on with us earlier. 
and he, he, we played his game re- overreaction. Um, and he said that he talked. We talked. We asked him a question about Lamar Jackson signing an extension. Is it an overreaction if he did not get something done in the immediate future? What do you think about that, Wood? Key. I mean, judging from last night's reaction with that trade by Hollywood Brown, I mean, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, how do you not cons- how do you not run it by your, your your MVP quarterback? Because it seemed like he was shocked, absolute shocked. Now I don't know what the Ravens' plans are as far as you know filling in that hole, you know, with the trade of Hollywood Brown, but. Man, like, it, it, to me, that just seems like a, a bad look that your quarterback, your star quarterback, doesn't know that you're making that type of move as an organization. Is, that, is, is this going to affect their relationship, though? Like, he's the star quarterback. They want to keep him. Hollywood Brown is gone. Do you think all of a sudden now this relationship with Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, is now, like, fractured? I, Key, I, listen, man, when you when you put them zeros out there, like anything can be, you know, any you can get past any any type of, uh, you know, discourse that you have with, with, the, with the individual. But I'm just saying, man, it, 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 it was like of all the things that happened last night, to me that was the most shocking and just seeing the reaction play out in real time on social media. So, Damien, I was curious. We, we just had a caller call in and kind of going a rift about Bill Belichick and their draft selection last night and just saying it was kind of underwhelming. Uh, what are your thoughts on that in general? Well, listen, I mean, I, mean, I get it. I get it. You know, the, the uh, Cole Strange, he's a guy that – he's a good player. Let's make let's, – let's, first and foremost, let's say that. I don't think people thought that he was a first-round pick, but he's a really good player. Um, the, I think the question that probably Patriots fans probably have is, why would you spend a first round pick on, on a guy on a pl- on a position that's not a premium position mm-hmm. if you're the New England Patriots? I know a lot of Patriots fans are looking around in the AFC East and seeing all the moves that are being made. You know, Buffalo's a Super Bowl contender. The moves that the Miami Dolphins have made this offseason, we clearly see the moves the Jets have made um, via free agency and the draft. So I, I just think that you know a lot of Patriots fans and people that follow the Patriots are looking at this thing saying. Where does the Patriots fall in the in the pecking order of the AFC East right now? Mm. So if we're asking that question, then let's follow that up with the Jets. Where do the Jets rank in the hierarchy of that division? With what they did last well, night. Well, listen, I think they had a I, I listen, I think they had a phenomenal night in the draft. There's no question about it. I think they got three impact guys, three starters, uh, you know, with those three first round picks. You know, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to, you know, jump out on the ledge and, and make some type of crazy declaration because <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to go out there on the field and prove it. But at the end of the day, I think Joe Douglas, with all those uh, draft picks that he's had at his disposal, and he has a lot more, you know, moving forward, I think he's really uh, uh, planting the flag and saying, look, you know, we're here. We're here. We're here now. Hey, I want to get back what, to Belichick. Go, go ahead, Gary Key. Woody, when you look at the draft yesterday and all sorts of things happened, but the Philadelphia Eagles made some noise in the NFC yeah. East. They acquired A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans via trade. What did that say to you about what the mindset is on Jalen Hurts? Key, like, 
you got to get it done this year, right? Like, you, like, the Philadelphia Eagles are providing you with all type of weapons. I mean, think about the skill that the Philadelphia Eagles have on the offensive side of the football. You go out there, you get A.J. Brown. You know, you, you drafted Devontae Smith last year, the Heisman Trophy winner. You got Dallas Goddard at tight end. Miles Sanders in the backfield. Like, the, I think the organization is saying, listen, we need to see major improvement because this team was a playoff team last year. This team should be competing with the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, to win that, to win the NFC East. Thank you, Damian Woody. Always good to see you. Tune in to the Same ESPN fellas. Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So A.J. Brown was not the only big win for the city of Philadelphia last night. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We have Coach Seth Greenberg with us now. And, Coach, we're going to – we got to get into a – I mean, what a performance from Chris Paul. But the 76ers, I mean, just when it looked like their back was against the wall. But we have some breaking news – or as I like to say, this just in, Coach, to Twitter, I'm back. This was tweeted by Jay Will. You just you just tweeted, I'm back, Jay. Well, I, I made a decision over the weekend uh, that I'm going to try to make a comeback attempt. What do you think about this, uh, Coach? He's 40 years old. He hasn't played in about a century. What, what do you think about this? The guy was two-time player of the year in college. I mean, I don't put anything by my man Jay Will, you know what I mean? I mean, physically strong, plays downhill. I mean, yeah. I, I'd give him a shot. What do you think, Jay? Will you want? You need a trainer. I'm, I'm, I'm training, Seth. I'm just, I'm letting people know I'm training. This is serious. Like I'm not around. Yeah, you gotta get by Bart Hahn first, and then you gotta. I'm not, really worried, I'm not worried about Bart Hahn at all. Bart Hahn, I don't know. No. Who you got? Alan Hahn, six foot five, most improved player of the year when he was in the fourth grade. You gotta get by him first before you get back. Why, what makes y'all think I'm worried about Bart or Alan Hahn? All right. Um, let's talk about Seth, guys. Seth, do you see my face right now? Do you see it? Yeah, yeah. That's what I've Tom seen is. that face before. That's what Tom I've, is. I've seen, I've seen that face before. Yeah, I'm happy I didn't have to coach against that face. Hmm. My man's not playing. That was James By Harden's. the way, I've heard, those conversa- I've heard those conversations about those two-on-two games. 
<laughs> I mean, Keyshawn, just stay out of my man's way. That's all I would say. Hey, Seth, speaking of staying out of somebody's way, Joel and B last night, James Harden, game six on the road in Toronto. James Harden, 22 points, 15 assists. Joel and B, 33 points. They were dominant. They took the game seriously. Do you give the 76ers a legit chance to get by the Miami Heat? I don't. I think the Heat are too connected defensively. I think the Heat will keep him out of the lane, be able to defend him one-on-one and not have to help. you got to remember now, hey, you're talking about the 76ers team. They were 61 for 91 off passes from James Harden. Well, you know what? They're not going to overhelp off James Harden because probably Jimmy Butler's going to get matched up with him, defend him one-on-one so they don't have to overhelp. Now, I thought Harden was terrific, and everyone's talking about the points and him being more aggressive. Just him attacking. Mm-hmm. His ability to attack makes the game easier for him. For obviously Tyrese Max, it makes it easier, obviously, for Tobias Harris. It makes the game easier for Joel Embiid. And then if you can make a jump or two, that's great. But I look at the Heat. The Heat's a different animal. The Heat's just a different team defensively. They're more connected. They have the ability to defend the ball one-on-one. They have the ability to switch one through five. Uh, unless they can get Bam Adebayo in foul trouble, I think the, that the Heat win this series uh, exactly. probably in six. CK, this is my thing about this series. Like Miami switches everything. You can't switch if you're Bam when Joel Embiid is involved in action. Like, you have to stay on him. And also, like, the psychological battle here, Jimmy Butler was that dude on Philly with Joel Embiid. Like, I wonder, Jimmy Butler knows stuff about how he operates in Joel Embiid. I'm curious to see that stuff play out, Key. Well, you know what? That that was, what, three years ago that he was in Philadelphia? This is a different regime now. And so I don't know if it's the same. I know you look at a player – skill set and you might say okay I know what he's doing but then coach would know the sets that you're running is totally different on the offense than when Jimmy Butler was there so therefore the player I'm assuming is doing something different because of that what about like a big brother I think the biggest thing is ball screen defense yeah what what about just here's the thing guys coach what about the ball screen defense what about the psychological thing though that was just touched on like Jimmy Butler was his guy, but he was also the veteran, right? He was also the guy who, you know, this was not uh, Carl Anthony Towns he was dealing with, although there were certain similarities. Um, he didn't get along with Towns, right? But Embiid M- seemed to want to be great and eventually turn the corner. Does that do anything when a player who was once like a, a friend and a mentor comes back and, in a, you know, especially with the, with, with the chips on the line? Does that mean anything to you, Coach? I don't think it means anything. I mean, look, here's the deal. You try to get to the NBA Finals. I mean, it's, it's that plain. It's that simple. And, and right now, the 76ers are in the way of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wants to get back and try to win a championship. Jimmy Butler is a focused dude. We, the one thing we know about it, he's improved offensively. He's been more aggressive offensively. But he makes his money by being a fierce competitor. That's not going to change. In the end, this series is going to come down to one thing. Keeping James Harden where you don't have to overhelp and defending those spread ball screens with Embiid and Harden. Flat out, that's what it's going to come down to because it's not like the Sixers is an, that good an offensive team where you know, you're playing a team where you're going to have to get 120 every night. This game's going to be won on the defensive end. This series is going to be won on the defensive end. It's going to be won, I think, with the Heat just that being that much more connected defensively and more consistent defensively and more weapons. I mean, you look at the bench. I mean, when, when the Heat go to their bench, they have guys that can impact winning. I'm not sure that the Sixers have that, you know, versatility coming off the bench. Coach, what was your reaction to the perfect game by Chris Paul last night? Oof. Incredible. 
incredible. I mean, uh, to me, uh, I thought Chris Paul got better, obviously, in the second half when he stopped worrying about Jose Alvarado and just said, I'm going to take over this game uh, and just be Chris Paul. Chris Paul has a Ph.D. in ball screen offense. All right. But the, the amazing thing to me is Chris Paul was absolutely phenomenal. He's one of the best players in the history of the game, one of the best guard, point guards to ever play. But why do you continually let him get back to his right hand? I just don't understand it. The he, guy's he, impossible he to keep out of the lane going to his right hand. But, look, to me, it was, to me, it was one in a couple of different ways. Chris Ball was dominant. There's no doubt about it. And in the second half, C.J. McCollum getting in foul trouble, I think, really hurt, obviously, New Orleans. But Chris Paul, what can you say about it you haven't said before? I'm going to tell you one thing. I was wrong because a couple of years ago I thought he lost his step. He couldn't get by anyone. He's getting by people. Not only is he getting by people, but when he gets by people, his ability to feel and read uh, the defense. I, I don't remember. Jay, well, you've got to help me. Is there another guard no. in the last 10 years that reads the defense as well as he does? No, no, Seth, and I said this before, too. He might be the best leader in sports that's never won a championship. I do want to ask you, what do you think will be the most entertaining NBA Finals matchup? About 30 seconds. In terms of – Entertaining, Seth, blockbuster. Man. Front of the newspaper. Everybody uh, wants to watch it. Everyone wants to watch it. I, I, to me, I, I would like to see the, the heat. And the Suns, that's me. But the most entertaining, you got to have Golden State because Golden State's just too much fun to watch. Golden State in Boston, maybe not? Not Ooh. Golden State in Boston? Cool. Yeah. Oof. Except Oof. Boston's defense will slow that game down to a grind. Yeah. That's the problem. It's the, East, the East Coast teams, right, the Eastern Conference teams are all built on the defensive end. Obviously, the West Coast teams are built on the offensive end. Thank you, Coach Seth not Greenberg, the Lakers, by ladies the way, and Keith. gentlemen. One city took over the NFL draft. That's next on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.